What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I'm gonna to give you my top five worst poker strategies that might be costing you money. Now, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of amateurs over the years, students helping them get better results in small stakes games in particular. So I've had an opportunity to see a lot of the mistakes that they're making, some of their biggest mistakes that are holding them back. And I've also played over 10 million hands of poker myself, so I've seen a few questionable poker plays over the years. So I'm I'm gonna highlight my top five worst poker strategies in this video, which will hopefully help some of you guys out if you're making any of these bad poker plays yourself. So let's jump right into it, counting down from five to one. These are the worst poker strategies that you absolutely must avoid. All right, so number five is going to be chasing bad draws. Now guys, this is one that I see amateurs and beginners in particular making all the time. And what do I mean by chasing bad draws? I'm specifically specifically talking about straight draws or flush draws where if you were to make your hand it will not be the best hand. This is a huge problem in poker for two reasons. Number one, we don't hit our draw very often. Typically if you have a straight draw or a flush draw on the flop, you will typically only have around 30-35% equity in the pot, meaning you're only going to make your hand one out of three times. But the other reason why this is even more devastating is because it puts you in what we call a reverse implied odds situation. Meaning that if you hit your draw, you're going to end up making a great second best hand and lose an enormous pot to somebody who has the best hand. Let me give you an example. You've got nine, eight of clubs. Flop comes down seven, seven, 10 with two hearts. All right, we got a straight draw. However, there's multiple problems on this board. So we've got eight outs on this board and out in poker is a card that's going to give us the winning hand. However, I hope you guys have noticed that two of our outs, specifically the jack of hearts and the six of hearts are very much tainted because if they do come down, if anybody else has two hearts in their hand, they're going to make a flush and a flush beats a straight of course. The other problem that I hope you already noticed on this board is that it is a paired board. There's two sevens on the flop meaning that any jack that comes or any six that comes could potentially make somebody a full house. Somebody actually could already have a full house on this board if they have pocket tens or ten seven or they could even have quads with pocket seven. So guys for all of these reasons the biggest point here is to really look at the strength of your draw and always ask yourself if I hit my card on the turn or river am I going to have the best hand or are we going to have like the tenth best hand possible like in this example here. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get involved in a hand like this. You want to avoid putting in big money in the pot with draws that if you make them are not going to be the best hand. All right, so number four is overplaying top pair. Now this is a problem that I see a lot of beginners making in particular, especially with a hand like ace king. Guys, what you need to understand in poker, especially if you're playing no limit hold'em, which is the game that probably 95% of you guys watching this video play, is that when you play a big pot, a one pair hand is often not 
not the best hand on the river. When you play a really big pot, usually the best hand is better than one pair. It's two pair, it's trips, it's a flush, a straight, something of that sort. A lot of beginners get themselves in a lot of trouble with a hand like this, where if the flop comes, for instance, king, queen, jack, they end up playing a big pot, and maybe the, the board run out comes with a 10 and an eight, and the flush comes in, and they're still hanging on to that top pair when there's so many ways they can be beat on this board. Similarly to what I just talked about with chasing bad draws, you really want to pay close attention to the board texture if you're considering playing a big pot with a top pair hand. If you have a hand like Ace-King, there is a massive difference between a flop of King, Queen, Jack and king five deuce. Most people don't play hands like five deuce or king five or king deuce. So your top pair is very likely to be the best hand in this spot. But on the previous flop, a lot of people do play hands like king queen, for example, and queen jack and therefore there are multiple more ways for you to lose. There's also made straights on boards like that. So the bottom line guys is be careful when you're playing top pair. Don't play an enormous pot, especially on highly coordinated boards like this where there's multiple ways for you to be beat. Sometimes you do need to just throw away top pair in poker. In some situations that is simply the best play. All right, so the third worst poker strategy is never folding two pair. Now again, this is a mistake that I see a lot of poker beginners in particular making. And this is especially the case when they hit a low two pair with a hand like five three suited. Now, if you watch my video on the top worst poker hands that I put out recently, you'll know that I talked about why it's bad to play a hand like this because it gets you in all sorts of trouble. For example, if the flop comes with a five three king, and then the turn comes with a queen and the ace comes on the river. Once again, there are multiple, multiple ways to be beat on a board like this, especially if it comes with a card that fills the flush on the turn of the river. And a lot of people will hang on to a low two pair like this and end up once again losing a monster pot to a better two pair or a flush. So guys, it is extremely important that you understand that two pair is not the nuts in poker, especially on a paired board as well. That's where a lot of people get in, into trouble with. Three of a kind beats two pair, of course. So guys, once again, this is really about just realizing the strength of your hand and not getting yourself involved in a massive pot where there are many, many ways for you to be beat. All right, so the second worst poker strategy that I see a lot of people making is slow playing a set. Now, if you guys have read my first book, Crushing the Micro Stakes, you know that I rail in that book about how slow playing is typically a terrible strategy at the lower stakes. Why? Because most players at the lower stakes play very passively. So why is this a big problem? Well, the whole point of slow playing is to get somebody to do the betting for you. But if you're playing against passive players, they're not gonna do the betting for you. They're just gonna check behind and and you're going to wind up winning a tiny pot with your set that you've been waiting hours to get a hand like this and you wonder why you don't win big pots and pokers because you have to build them at the small stakes as I talk about relentlessly in the book. So you have a hand like pocket sixes 
You hit your set on the flop. The flop comes six, 10, king, something like that. If your opponent bets, it is important to raise in a situation like this. Once again, just to reiterate, we want to start building the pop, but we also want to charge potential draws. On a board like this, there's plenty of straight draws. There can be flush draws. We want to charge those hands to come along with us. And the other thing that we need to remember about small stakes poker games in particular is not only the players passive, but they typically do not like to fold. So you don't need to be afraid if they have their king, they're going to call your raise. The bottom line guys is in order to win big pots at the smaller stakes, you need to start fast playing your big hands like this. Get that slow playing out of your vocabulary. You might have saw some uh, some pros on TV or here on YouTube doing that, but you need to understand these guys are playing against other world-class professionals where mixing in slow playing is a good idea in order to uh, make yourself more difficult to play against. But typically in the smaller stakes games, which is probably again what 95% of you guys watching this video play, fast playing your big hands in my experience is going to be a far, far more profitable strategy than slow playing. All right, so the number one worst poker strategy that I see again and again that costs beginners so much money is never folding a hand like pocket aces. Guys, I get the emails in the comments all the time. Oh my God, my pocket ace is lost again. I've lost three times in a row. This site's rigged, yada, yada. But the problem is, guys, you need to understand is that pocket aces is just one pair. A lot of people forget this. I forget it myself sometimes, we're all human. As I talked about earlier, when you play a big pot, especially in no limit hold'em, usually the best hand is going to be something better than a one pair hand. It's gonna be two pair, it's gonna be trips, a set, a flush, a straight, full house, and so on. And a lot of amateurs and beginners get themselves what I called married to a big pocket pair like this, pocket aces, pocket kings. They look down, it's so pretty. You know, it's extremely rare to get pocket aces or pocket kings. I think it's like one out of 220 times or something like that. So a lot of people look down at this hand, they've been waiting hours, they've been card dead for hours, and they don't wanna fold this hand for any reason. But what you guys need to remember is that pocket aces, pocket kings, it's not a license to print money. Let me give you an example. Versus tight players in particular, you raise it up pre-flop with your pocket aces, you know, the flop comes down with a five, six, seven, you bet, the tight player calls, the turn comes with a 10, you bet again, and the tight player raises you. Guys, this is a classic spot where it is very likely that you are beat. Remember that players, especially in the low stakes games, are mostly passive, meaning that they're not going to raise you on the turn with a one pair hand. He's not gonna take jack 10 here and raise you on the turn. Typical tight, small stakes, regulars that you'll see these days, they're only gonna raise in a situation like this with a hand that is crushing your pocket aces. They hit a set on the flop with pocket fives, pocket sixes, pocket sevens, or they hit a set on the turn with pocket tens, or they made the nut straight with eight, nine. So guys, it's really important especially on highly coordinated boards like that, where you get raised on the turn or the river. Again, I talk about that in my first book, Crushing the Micro Stakes. If you guys have read that, I have a chapter called The Turn Raise is Almost Always the Nuts and The River Raise is Always the Nuts. You need to be folding your pocket aces, pocket kings in a situation like this. It's going to save you a ton of money. It's one of the biggest mistakes that I see a lot of beginners and amateurs making. So anyways, I hope that these top five 
worst poker strategies, gave you guys some tips on what to potentially avoid at the poker tables, make sure you let me know in the comments below if any of the strategies on this list are something that you currently do. Do you think that these are good strategies, bad strategies? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Lastly, make sure you grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that is called Massive Profit at the Micros. That'll be the top link in the description below. And that'll give you my complete step-by-step -step strategy of the best poker strategies to start consistently crushing the small stakes games. So thanks a lot for watching guys. Avoid these bad poker strategies. I will catch you in the next one. This has been Nathan Williams with BlackRain79.com.